Hello, hello everyone, and welcome to Session 7 of Star Trek Aegir, a Star Trek Adventures actual play using the rules by Motefius Entertainment. My name is ELH the Game Master, and joining me are some lovely individuals who we'll meet in a moment. A uh, bit of a few announcements at the top of the stream. Uh, first off is that I have been having a few issues with OBS, so if for whatever reason the stream dies or the recording is a little bit cut up, uh, just stick with it. We'll figure out tech issues if and when they happen. Uh, other announcement is that I did recently put out a uh, Mermaids-themed RPG, which you can find on DriveThruRPG. If you're in Twitch chat, just do exclamation mark mermaids. And maybe if I remember, I'll put it in YouTube description. If not, uh, there's a one-shot video also on my channel on YouTube. So maybe check those out. Um, other than that, uh, let's just go... Oh, right. Uh, obviously, uh, Dr. Nemesis is uh, not joining us tonight. He is uh, dealing with a bit of a cold... So we will be doing a few changes to the story, but nothing super major. Other than that, uh, let's get everybody introduced. And we're going to start with Jeremy today. I'm Jeremy, your uh, acting captain, nominally the first officer of Aegir. Um, in real life, I do nothing but this and uh, work. So this is fun, my guys and gals. And everything in between, yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. Peter, what do you got going on? Hey everybody, I'm Peter, or Petrus Aquinas, out on the interwebs, um, and I play, well, currently I'm playing two versions of the Chief Engineer of the Aegir, the Lieutenant Commander Vectan. Alright, and Jeff? Uh, Jeff, also known as Sunbay, I am playing your ever-lovable um, Flight Officer, Helmsman, Lieutenant JG, ranking Esrol, Lord of the Shrooms. That's your title now, forever and for always. <laughs> All right, well, let's get that intro go video going. And welcome back. So, as is tradition on the channel, I'm going to have the players do the opening log, and today, since the captain is absent, that is going to fall to Commander Roos. So, Commander Roos, please take it away. First Officer's Log Supplemental. I am leading the away team to the Black Hole Star's containment station. I finally managed to convince the captain to remain aboard his ship rather than gallivanting about the galaxy, leading small units into danger. A Dominion War era regulation prohibits the senior officer aboard from leaving the ship when shape changers are present. To my surprise, he was unable to immediately worm his way out of it. 
However, I have a perverse sort of faith that he will discover a way to circumvent this by the time we return to Aegir. I have some concerns about the integrity of the Black Hole Star Station that we are headed toward, even for the limited time that we'll be aboard. However, we have a duty to the sentience of this sector to attempt to intervene. The away team's composition is made up. I had considered taking Aegir's version of Astra, but I believe we will be better served by allowing her to, for lack of a better word, bond with the Silverblood. I remain hopeful that we will be able to convince one of them to merge with her to save her from her ever-increasing failures. End log. We have one momentum for that, which by my account brings you up to two, because you had one save from last time. So, where we last left off, for those who might need a reminder, is the players were entering into a subspace node where inside the subspace node was a black hole star. A star with such size and such matter and such mass that instead of a nuclear reaction at the middle of its its core, there's literally a black hole in the middle of the star. And the star itself is as large as the solar system. So this is an object from the early universe, one that no one ever expected to find in the wild. And lo and behold, there's one that is uh, being contained of all things by an alien facility and that alien facility is what the players are beaming into so we start out in what looks to be like a salt flat on earth like where you would hold burning man or some other festival in a desert where it's just kind of cracked sort of whitish brown soil that stretches as far as the eye can see and then Rus, Vectan, Esral, Hylong, and Astra all materialize in this space. And after the transport is finished, you all breathe in. It does appear to be Class M, does appear to be breathable. But you see no landmarks. You see nothing but an endless expanse all around you. Hmm. Take out a tricorder. You take out a tricorder and, you know, let's get you some momentum, because why not? Uh, if you want to give me a reason and a science at a difficulty of zero. Ooh. All right. Also, I think someone's going to have to do momentum tonight because the captain's on. I think the captain usually does it. Yep, I will. I will manage that. Yeah. All right, one success, one momentum, bringing you up to three. What you're in is a, for lack of a better term, a highly, highly advanced holodeck. But instead of it being assimilated like photons and light and all that nonsense, this is legitimate matter that it is synthesizing on a scale that your replicators couldn't ever handle. So hmm. this is essentially a completely regulated and replicated environment for your purposes. In fact, if you were to like take a pebble and throw it, you would hit a quote-unquote wall. And the ranking immediately, the Silverblood ranking immediately picks up a pebble and throws it 
And what will happen is as you uh, pick up the pebble and throw it, uh, it bounces off the air. It doesn't shimmer anything. It just sort of bounces off the air. About, uh, we'll say about uh, five meters from where you're standing. Astra, what do you make of this? She looks around. Well, uh, what I'm detecting is that we are in a waiting room of sorts, sir, but I question the surroundings. This looks like a standard Terra landscape. Astra, is it possible that the station was able to scan our databanks on a return signal through the transporter beam? One moment. Yes, in fact, I believe that as we were beaming in, it generated this environment for our purposes. Though, curiously, it did not generate one for Silverblood. It did so for Hylong and the Commander. Fascinating. Hmm. I would like to try to send a signal using my tricorder mm-hmm. to see if we can ring the doorbell, as it were. Sure. Uh, I don't think we're going to roll for this. I don't think a roll is going to be required. You pull out your tricorder, you send the doorbell signal, and moments later, a voice that sounds androgynous and not commanding, but almost omnipresent, I think is the word I want to use. Um, and the voice says... Welcome to Facility Alpha-1. Please state your requirements. We require entrance to the facility. So... The air, quote-unquote, shimmers in front of you, since you're the one that made the request, and a literal, like, wooden door appears before you, threshold and all. And it's weird because you could walk around the other side of the door and see just the frame of it. Hmm. I'm going to kind of look around it, turn to the commander, raise an eyebrow. Let's scan it. Is there a doorknob on the other side as well? Yes, there is. Yep. But uh, you scan it. As far as your sensors know, that's a door. Can we tell what's on the other side? Uh, you're detecting literally the other side of the door from where you are, like the other physical side of the door. Does it have a keyhole? It does not. Oh. Does this door... uh, uh, I speak to the air. You obviously know our environmental requirements. Are these requirements met on the other side of this door? Environmental conditions have been stabilized. Does the door go all the way down, or is there a gap at the bottom of the door? goes all the way down. I will attempt to open the door. You open the door, and when you do so, you basically see what is the equivalent of a Iconian portal, where it's just kind of a wall that leads to somewhere else, Mm -hmm. but it's on both sides of the door. Again, you can be on your side or the alternate side, and you'll still see the portal to somewhere else. And what you see on the other side is a circular space, maybe about 20 meters across. In the center is a holographic display of the black hole star, 
uh, complete with the jets of plasma coming from the poles. Um, you see a bunch of readouts in an alien language, which you have no idea, and the Universal Translator is frantically trying to catch up. Um, around this hollow table are various consoles that seem to be arranged in a human-ish fashion. At least a humanoid could use them. You're not seeing, like, Tholian design, where Tholians use, like, every single ceiling and wall space imaginable. Like, this is very much a gravity, you're on the floor, only one surface kind of control area. Um, furthermore, as we go out towards the edges, there are various benches and what look to be almost like library shelves of books, but instead of like physical books, there's like data shard slots where you could pull out data shards, almost like isolinear chips, but on a much larger scale. I will go first. You step through the space, you step through, no issues. You can look back and you would see where you just came from, the salt flats. I'm going to follow him. Does anyone not here? go through? Reckon go through? Does Astra go through? Yes, Astra goes through as well, unless you tell her otherwise. Nope. So once you all go through, the door, quote-unquote, does shut behind you and seamlessly blends back into the electronic bookcases. But as you do so, the, again, that omnipresent voice says, Welcome again to Facility 1, or Alpha 1. Please state your requirements. You understand our language. Are these, are the concepts, are these May these consoles be translated into something we can comprehend. And there's a pause, and then the glyphs, the holographic glyphs, begin to change. And instead of it being, again, that sort of jumble of symbols that isn't readable, you instead now get uh, something your universals can, universal translators can, well, translate. And what you're seeing is it's readouts for pressures of the sun, um, the various gravitational fields at play, and a very much a readout of that containment field around the black hole star at the moment. What do you consider to be the status of this facility? There's a pause. Facility Alpha-1 has not been maintained in approximately... And then it lists off a really, really long time span. A really long time span. That is an exceptionally long span of time to be without maintenance. Are you self-sustaining? Facility Alpha-1 is self-sustaining. However... There is a failure in the redundant backups of the primary computer systems. I am currently the tertiary backup. Is that the is that the cause of the is that the only cause of the instability in the containment field? There are failures in other systems as well. Estimated time to systems collapse in approximately two months, five days, six hours, twenty three minutes, twelve seconds. How long would it take to restore containment? It doesn't reply. Containment is containment restoration impossible without 
significant repairs. In order to restore containment, significant repairs must be enacted. However, scanning your vessel and your life forms, you you currently rate as a Civilization Mark II. A Civilization Mark V is the one that constructed this facility. Yes, but you are in a position to be able to make that assessment, meaning that you could guide us or our people through the repairs, no? Again, no reply. Now, add a character real quick in case anyone didn't catch the reference. So basically, in science fiction, there is a civilization ranking where it goes from one to, I think, does it go to five, maybe six? But basically, we're not even a, a, a civilization one here on Earth, or maybe it's two, I forget, where it just gets exponentially larger, where it's like you use everything on a planet, and then everything on a star, and then everything in a galaxy, and it just keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger. So a civilization five in this instance would be something that uses not only one galaxy's worth of power, but multiple galaxies' worth of power. Hence the black hole star. Hence the black hole star, exactly. Mm-hmm. Is the computer core, is the information system failure the most pressing need? If controls, uh, control, and it actually does do the uh, blah, blah, blah. I'm not just stuttering mm-hmm. over my words there. Where there's kind of that glitchy sound where if you were to like take a record and scratch it, there's also sort of that. And then it beeps and chirps and says, apologies, tertiary computer core experiencing difficulties. Astra? Back 10. Commander, it's beginning to seem unlikely that the computer system will be able to guide us through necessary repairs. I believe it may be in our best interest to gather what information we can and potential and attempt to seal this subspace rupture before this star explodes. Understood. Astra, is this your assessment as well? And Astra crosses her arms and sort of looks around and looks at the holographic display of the star. Uh, computer, if we were to repair your computer cores and your systems with memetic technology, would that work? And this time, the computer doesn't glitch out as it answers. If computer cores and tertiary and secondary equipments are brought back online, containment can be reestablished. And then Astra turns to Urus and says, Well, sir, um, I kind of feel weird saying this, but we do have 52 silver bloods that can replicate any technology aboard. If you see where I'm going with this. I do. I do not believe it is my decision to make. True. It would likely fall to the Silverblood themselves, but can we even ask this of them? If they replicate this technology, they have to stay here 
presumably as long as the facility exists. You forget that you have two silver bloods. We, I do, I do not forget. Currently here, so without asking the question, has already been asked. I have not forgotten. In the rank and looks over at the, the silver blood rank and looks over at this, the um, Vectan. Kind of gives the eyebrow raise. Oh, wait, that's your, that's the Vectan eyebrow raise. I'm sorry. The, the Rankin puzzled face. Is this something we can go back to the remainder of the group with? It is something that we can propose. I do not know how well the group will take it, but it does present some options that are currently lacking for us, but also presents some other challenges. Can you assess how many of you, and forgive me for using the that term, but it seems to be much more apt than how much of you how many of you would it take, do you think? Do you have any way to know how many of you it would take to repair this facility? I will have to do a further investigation of the damage to the facility and compare it to the biomass capacity that we are capable of. The computer already knows the biomass if she scanned the Azure. That is true. Yes, I we do know the biomass of the silver bloods. What what my point is, Lieutenant, is that we need to know how much we will need in terms of investigating the damage to this system. Computer on the facility. I assume that you have been monitoring this conversation. Correct. You've scanned our vessel, and I would imagine have some understanding of the mimetic technology that my associate discussed. Is this correct? That is correct. You require further information on the mimetic capabilities of my species. And they're actually from the ceiling right above you, Vectan. A red light appears and does like a barcode scan across you. It doesn't hurt, just kind of tingles a little bit. And uh, then the computer says, A scan has been made of your unique biology. Assessment. Approximately 49 life swarms would be required in order to cover damaged systems. However, your replication would not permit sentience. We would be limited to three sentient silver blood, if my counting is correct. This is a large request, not one that I can take lightly, nor can I decide it on my own. Let us also explore alternatives. Indeed. 
Can this facility be safely shut down? The facility can be disengaged. However, the subspace node will collapse. What would be the impact on the surrounding systems? The star designated Omega-5 would detonate within a period of about 10,000 years. The effects on surrounding subspace and surrounding star systems would be significant. Computer, is there a method to use the remaining power to force closed the subspace rupture? To seal the rift and close the bubble. Correct. There is, however, it must be enacted from inside the bubble. Of course. And that would effectively seal the bubble from the from what we call normal space and prevent any sort of destructive force from departing. That is correct. But in that instance, the facility, if I'm remembering, if I'm understanding correctly, and forgive me, I am not a scientist, nor am I an engineer, but the facility, the star, and all, and the personnel that closed the rift would cease to exist in this universe? That is a rudimentary explanation, but will suffice. And how many people would you be required to stay behind and close the bubble? And because it's a trope in sci-fi and video games, I'm going to use it. Uh, eight different consoles illuminate in the space to show that you need to pit basically eight different consoles to seal the rift. Well, you only need to look for seven more, sir. You are volunteering, Lieutenant. And if it is just the life of, you know, my life of giving the ability for 42 other of our kind to continue an easy choice to make. I would not ask this purely of you. If we were to open this for volunteer, for person for personnel to volunteer, personnel of both of our species would volunteer would be allowed to volunteer. Now, how far apart are the different podiums? Could the Silver Blood potentially stretch and reach multiple stations? There would be a roll required, but yeah. You could probably hit up to two at a time. But we could hypothetically bring it down to four instead of eight. But that would be for silver bloods only. I do not believe that there are any solids that are capable of such feats. 
Is there any way to move the, is there any way to begin the shutdown and then somehow move this facility out, this facility and this, and everything contained within the bubble out of the, to somewhere where they wouldn't be hurt? Maybe some layer of space, time, something. We're on a ship that can travel infinite distances effectively in an infinitely short time. Is there any way to, I don't know, somehow adapt this technology? Your rudimentary spore drive could be adapted. However, it would use, the process would use 50% of the remaining spores you have available. I believe the lieutenant on board the ship at the moment would take issue with that. Esra, what is the what is the minimum viable population of spores that could eventually replenish itself within a reasonable amount of time replenish itself to allow us to use the spore drive once again? The silverblood ethereal I I'm sorry, sir, but I do not possess that knowledge of the spore drive. Your it's his special relationship, Prime. isn't it? Estral Prime has uh, not given me the luxury of viewing the spores. He, as much as he talks about other things, that is one thing he does not talk a lot about. At least I understand me. his caution. It is a heavily classified piece of technology. Astra, do you have any idea? Astra kind of cocks right to the side, closes her eyes, does a few bits of calculation, and says, Hi, Long, can you confirm that we would have to basically hamper our movement for about three months in order to replenish our stock of spores? And Hylong, who's been here the entire time and has not said a thing, has just kind of been wandering around the space, kind of shouts from across the room, yeah, um, if we don't need to run for the Borg for three months, that'll work, but, uh, you know, can I just say that we probably should save this facility or download its its libraries or something, because I feel like the captain would be very mad if we, we left this facility behind without taking something back. No, so, I agree. Uh, also, and at this point she walks back over, though uh, I will also say that though I'm not the science type outside of medicine I will say the ability to just to not only study but operate a class 5 civilization as this computer put it that's a tremendous boon of scientific knowledge that well um, we want to get this position fortified and protected as soon as possible but if we can keep it intact and get a Starfleet contingent out here that could change a lot of things. A lot of things. Do we have the right to do that? Would would you allow us to do that? What are your rules regarding interaction with species of, of a lower technological tier? Technologies which could be used for a warlike fashion will be limited. Preservation technologies only will be available. 
Now, out of character, that's what the computer says, but I think everybody here knows that any piece of sci-fi technology can be used as a weapon if you think hard enough. Mm-hmm. We have several courses of action then. Since we are here, and this is not necessarily something that could be used offensively, what is the range of your sensors? The entirety of the subspace node is accessible by sensors, and through the aperture we are able to scan limited exterior space. This is how we contacted your vessel in the first place. Mm -hmm. Can you tell if there are any other vessels in insert measure of uh, near space here? Yeah, and this is finally where chat's complication is going to come into play. The computer says, yes, there is a spherical craft of an unknown designation approximately five light years distance. Commander, I do not believe I need to remind you that it is highly imperative to keep class five technology out of the hands of the Borg. I agree. Computer. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Is there any way, is, is there a way to detect whether or not the spherical starship has detected this subspace aperture? As far as sensors are able to determine, the spherical craft is engaged in a search pattern for what I can only assume is your your vessel. And it's at this point can that Hylong Hylong kind of comes over and looks up at the display once again. So uh, I'm going to say it. Do we just blow up the sphere and go on from there, or do we keep running from the thing? We cannot allow it to even detect this station. Is there any way you can? You seem to be able to manipulate subspace quite well. I'm not sure. I'm not entirely sure how all of that works. But is there any way that you can interfere with their communications to ensure that even if they find us, they cannot broadcast the existence of this facility to others of their type? So that's going to require a presence command, for sure. Uh, I am going to set this at a difficulty of five. And if you have negotiation or diplomacy or any of those types of focuses, those would definitely apply here. Uh, by my ch- my count, based on uh, chat momentum and all that, you are at four momentum. I am actually also going to spend some threat uh, to say that your complication range is going to be a 17 to 20. I can make the check. Um, how many successes do I get for determination? You get two to start with. So what do you think, guys? First off, can anyone help me reasonably? They say Wait. how, and I clear it, yeah. 
What was the roll again? Presence a. command. Now, for Vectan, that might be a presence engineering of some kind, but it would definitely be presence. Yeah, presence I can do, but presence command is garbage. <laughs> um, how about how about something along the lines of? Uh, let's see. An insight engineering that could, I don't know, convince it that that that, that we wouldn't be that that really what we're asking of it is not even truly use of of tier five technology. It's not even really that big a deal. Let me uh, let me look at Vectan sheet. Let me see if I can give you something that'll help here. Um. Oh. All right, so Peter, we need to have a discussion real quick. Do you think that the Silver Blood uh, Vectan would have gotten the ESP talent at this juncture? That's the thing. I don't know. Um, let me look at it for a second. Would you have been hanging around Vec- the real Vectan? Yeah, a that's lot. really what the question is. Is have you hung out around the Vec- the normal Vectan or Vectan Prime? I would imagine that this Vec that Vectan Two has probably spent a decent amount of time around Vectan, um, seeing as how he still maintains most of Vectan's mannerisms and such. Mm-hmm. Um, so you just, you, just stand, you just sit there staring at each other. No, he just kind of walks or he like go he like uh, shadows him in engineering. Which I'm sure weirds out the entire engineering staff. But... Except real Vectan, who's probably just like, yeah, this is happening. <laughs> yeah, Vectan doesn't care. Um, the only thing he does is occasionally make sure over his shoulder that he's not revealing the classified secrets. Um, I'll tell you what, for sake of argument, you can have ESP, um, but if you want to activate it here before the roll, you would have to give me the threat for the hint. That's one Let's hit for one threat. Let's do it, because okay. I don't get to use this very often. All right. So I'm going to do this sort of pseudo out-of-character, pseudo in-character. So Silverblood Vectan, or Vectan 2, it occurs to you that if you were able to find more of your kind and were able to repair this facility and repair the subspace node from the inside... During that whole process, you could find a way to make it a door rather than a sealed wall, if that makes any sense. Wherein you're not just abandoning your people on this side, but mm-hmm. you would definitely need more of your kind, more than is currently on the Aegir. Now that said, how this relates to the Borg. The Borg are a lot of places in the Delta Quadrant, and if you can get a scan of their computers... Mm-hmm. There we go. Commander. Yes. I have an unorthodox suggestion. I expect nothing less. What if we were able to utilize the sensors of this vessel, of this facility, to scan the collective's database that is present on this sphere 
and potentially locate more of my species. That would not only allow us to repair this facility, but allow my species somewhere to live on mass, and potentially allow us to repair this facility in a way that would allow it to be accessible by Starfleet, while remaining inaccessible to the Borg if we so choose. I see no... I see the potential for abuse, however, I believe it is the best answer at this time. Could we do... Could we do you one better, however? This facility... Again, the mastery of science that that, that we could only dream of, beyond our wildest imaginings. Would your search through the Borg's links with other Borg, could you not search more of the of the um, more of the Borg's computers in other places as well? By utilizing the connection that the collective has between its various ships, I believe it is possible to scan in multiple locations and in various parts of their system all at once. It seems that it would be more. It seems that it, that it would be more challenging, but also provide a greater reward. That potentially, is it is at least worth the attempt. I believe we have there. I believe it is our best option. Very well, Commander. Computer. Yes. Is it possible to scan the computers of the spherical vessel and by using its interplexing technology, other databases on other ships that are connecting to it without arousing suspicion or being detected yourself? There is a not insignificant amount of chance that they will detect the scan. I believe I can aid you in this. If you assess me personally, I contain the capability to interface with their systems directly. Yeah, because you haven't gotten rid of all your Borg implants. All right. I I literally have an interlink node. Yep. So I need you, Roos, and I'm actually going to take that threat back because we we haven't done the roll, so I'm just going to take that threat back for the time being. Um... I need you to roll me a fitness and a... I'm going to call this a command here. Fitness command as you're getting scanned. Uh, I am going to make the difficulty a three. And Can if you have anything help? related to stamina, uh, willpower, uh, anything through resist... Yep, that would that would, that would would count. So actually the difficulty goes down to a one. Oh, wow. Yay for cardiopulmonary strengthener. Gotta love it. <laughs> I'll spend one just in case. Okay. Because he, he is old. But I would say that individual combat makes one uh, particularly hardy. I mean, one would hope. <laughs> oh, and I have the cardiopulmonary strengthener. Yeah. It's fine. You'll be fine. Well, uh, mm. that is... That is two successes with a complication. Do you have any way to get rid of that complication? Besides, no, I don't believe so. Mm. Nope, because this is a command check. Okay. 
So, several complications occur to me, and I'm gonna let I'm gonna lay them out, and we can decide as a group which complication we want to go with. Do you want the you're able to get a, a a sense of the Borg, but the Borg get a sense of you, aka the Borg are gonna immediately know where you are, and where the facility is. They may not know the facility not that exists. One. Not that. Okay, so that's complication ability yeah, one. That sounds scary. <laughs> ability two is that your interlink node malfunctions and essentially would not knock you offline, not take away your mental faculties, but would more or less, well, kind of do what the captain's going through in real life right at the moment, where you would be basically, you would be impaired, I think is the word I want to use here. Um, And that impairment would last for an undetermined amount of scenes. The third option that occurs to me is that your interlink node is removed, aka the system thinks it's actually helping you by repairing damaged tissue, and it just completely removes the interlink node. I will accept the permanent character damage of uh, removing the interlink node. Okay. So real quick, uh, mechanical-wise, I know the interlink node does something, but what does it actually do mechanical-wise? Okay, so it allows the interface... uh, Okay, so... I'm just trying to think about how I want to do this, because I have to handle this delicately, because I don't want it to feel like I'm punishing you for succeeding, but it still is a complication. No, I have no problem with it. It's important to the character. Take it. Okay. So, here's what happens. That same red scanning light that went over Vectan goes over Urus. And you feel something in your mind changing. You feel the connection you use to the ship, the connection to other bits of technology. Essentially, it's like an eye closing, except when the eye closes, it doesn't open again. And after a few moments, the facility's computer reports, a connection can be established throughout the Borg collective network. However, in doing so, I have had to remove your interlink node. Roos is visibly um, made to, struggling to maintain his composure. I'm actually going to spend two threat. You are going to lose your composure. Just You don't have to go like full balls to the wall like throwing a fit, but I do want to see what happens when Roos loses his composure. I chose to keep that. I needed that connection. Why did you take it? It was You're the only so way. powerful. Why? It is the first time we have encountered a species such as your own, which is a technical amalgamation of other species and technology. We needed a sample. You could have taken theirs! He points at the violently at the at the sensor readout. There are hundreds there. No reply. He's going to actually—he's uh, going to actually smash a console. 
smash console. Not one of, not one of the eight that lit up. Another one. Okay. But he will smash a console. You do the uh, Spock computer smash, basically from <laughs> from TOS. <laughs> we just go over and pound the crap out of mm-hmm. it. <laughs> and uh, I think Hylong looks to Esrol and Victan and goes, um, "Would you mind?" giving us a moment and she points between herself and Roos of um, course doctor yes so Hylon oh, go ahead no I was going to say Hylon kind of comes over to you as you're lifting up your fist and looking at it and uh, in a quiet whisper so that Vectan and Esrol aren't aware but everybody in the audience is aware stage whisper um, sir are you alright do, do you need Would I realize what the facility just took from you is monumental. Is, is there anything I can do? I need four cc's of a local anesthetic and a field dressing. And he holds out his hand. His uninjured hand. And then she looks at the hand that uh, presumably is beaten to hell says, I believe it is my duty as CMO to repair that for you, sir. I'm going to have to get used to do it, to being alone. Let me do it myself. As you wish, sir. And she takes a hypo spray, loads it, puts it in your hand, takes out a uh, dermal regenerator, puts it in your hand, and says, there you go, sir. And he will he will unf his hand, okay. which is bleeding, just dripping down to the deck onto his uniform. When he pulled it away, he literally did the you know, squeeze the fist, watch the blood run down. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yes. All right. Well, that's happening. Let's focus on Estral and Victan and uh, Astra for a moment. So. As that's all happening, uh, the Astra version of... I think we said the Proxima Astra is the one that came with you. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, Proxima Astra kind of leans in to Esrol and Vectan and goes, So, um, I don't know if this changes anything, but I do get reports from the main instance of Astra every now and again. Apparently your people are very much enamored with the Cameloid species, which I suppose is understandable because Cameloids are also shape changers, but... I just thought you should know. Fascinating. She decided shape- to tell them about more shape changers. Shape shifting a shapeshifter. It's interesting to me because, as far as I'm aware, a cameloid, when they change, it's only human shapes and their eyes stay the same. So, and if you'll permit me to put it this way, it kind of seems like a downgrade. It is a rather inefficient use of the ability. But there is skill to the change if you can maintain one feature throughout multiple changes. I suppose that is one way to look at it, Lieutenant. Is there any, other than the Cameloids, what else is Astra teaching the rest of our people? As far as I'm aware, she's pretty much going down the list alphabetically. Uh, currently, she is on the uh, Edogians. 
Hmm. From my brief perusal of the database, an interesting species. Indeed. I'm curious what will happen when she gets to Ferengi. I would very much like to know some of my people's response. I'm more interested if she'll actually start charging Latinum for it. She cracks a smile. To charge Latinum for teaching would be illogical. I mean, yeah, but the, the, the joke is, is that she's Ferengi and I'm explaining the joke to a shape changer. Okay, this is all right. This is new. This this is new. A shape changer who is a Vulcan. I kind of walked into that. I, I kind of walked into you that. You did. Yeah. I got it. Thank you, Esrald. <laughs> Mark two, I guess. The prime was already taken. Fair, fair. So, uh, do you think your people are actually going to go for it? If we are able to locate more of us, and there is a chance for us to reproduce, there is a chance. I cannot say how high the probability of that of that choice being made is. I would have to discuss it with the rest of my people. I am not comfortable with making a unilateral decision. Well, it kind of looks that uh, Roos has repaired his hand. We want to say hello and see if everything's good. I'll just step over here. This is one feeling I have retained from Ethereal Prime to keep the distance from an angry XO. I believe that I will go address the XO. You may wish to remain as backup, I believe the humans say. In the back. And uh, Vec 2 is going to walk over to the XO. I do not believe there's any purpose in waiting. Waiting for what, Commander? Let us begin. Indeed. Computer, you begin the scan of the Borg computer systems. So, since we've kind of changed how this whole role is going to happen, and the computer took already something very important, which I think is a good enough cost, here's what I'm going to do. And we've done something similar to this before, and uh, we're just going to sort of... Well, we did it on Showa Station, if I remember correctly, where I basically said, you can spend as many momentum as you wish to roll a number of challenge die equal to that momentum. So if you spend two momentum, two challenge die, three momentum, three challenge die, etc., etc., etc. For every effect you roll on those challenge die, you get something good. The payoff, though, is that if you exceed more than two blanks, the Borg are going to find out. And you did just get a momentum from chat, bringing you up to four. Yep. I mean, all of it. I mean, I'm fine with using all of it. My only stipulation is do not make me roll it, because that will not end well. Chad, if you redeem a complication, I'll make Peter roll it. Oh. No. <laughs> I was going to say, I'd spend my determination. Three, two, one, no. Okay, good. Uh, your brother oh, did it. No. There you go. Thank you, Peter's brother. Thank you. <laughs> there was only one person, 
able to do that. <laughs> no. There was only one catch. So with this new roll ability in mind, Peter, how much Ooh, dice do you want to roll? Uh, probably. Uh, you still have your determination in case we have to reroll. Can I even use that for challenge dice? I don't I'll think so. It, sure. Okay. Um. Okay. I think we just stick with our plan of rolling all of it to see if we can't get the best <laughs> we can. It's uh, gonna end so badly. Uh, all right, I I here believe. it goes. Zeroed out. Okay, hey, so no good blanks. news. No blanks, but only one effect. Do you wish to keep this roll, or do you wish to use your determination to re-roll some dice? Uh, do we really want to fish? I mean, how 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 good is one good? I cannot tell that pertinent information unless <sighs> you make a decision. But I will say it is significant. Ooh. We could re-roll one die. Yeah. We could re-roll the, you know, one die and not be in any danger. But man, that's a that's an expensive die. It's an it expensive is. challenge die. It is. Oh boy. And we if we get more than one, the Borg find us? Yeah. So if we get two it's, blanks? It's, it's, you get two or more blanks, yep. Yeah. Excuse me. Let's see. What do we think? Chat wants you to go for it. I mean, we they gotta do. re-roll at least yeah. one. The question is, do we do one or two? Or three? Do we do one or three? <laughs> I mean, two two would, would would make some sense too. But Chad wants us to do all of it. <sighs> I mean, Chad also does make the the point that Chad also made Peter roll. So you know, yeah. <laughs> all right. I uh, then 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 let's roll one. Let's re-roll the 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 one hit. Okay. So one challenge die. Yeah. Still that didn't help it's a wash. It's, yeah, it's a wash. <laughs> all right. So the computer is going to run the scan and report back and say additional copies of the silver blood species have been found. And then it illuminates a portion of the galaxy. And it zooms in, and it zooms in, and it zooms in. And it's a star system similar to the one that you found the original Silver Blood in. Kind of that's, you know, regular plant, a regular sun, class K, or class Y demon planet, whole nine yards. But the catch is that that system is very close to where the Borg are currently. Or at least the Borg sphere is. But that also means it's close to us, so we can get them quickly. It's not like they're across the across the galaxy. Yep, that is an easy warp jump or even just a quick spore jump. Would it be possible to warp there and then keep our spores in reserve should the Borg attempt to locate us? That would be tactically sound, and I believe we could arrange that. I think the Esrel would be appreciative of keeping the force he has until truly needed 
use it if you have to on the return trip. Computer, how the number of silver bloods do you have an estimate? According to the Borg sensor relays, there are approximately 10,000 silver blood life signs on the class Y demon planet. That is a substantial number. And Vectan, I'll give this to you free. If you want to bring on that many silver blood, you either got to replicate the age here, or you have to basically put them in big old, like, gas size storage tanks. Like gasoline size storage tanks. Yeah. yeah. Which do you think, um, Vectan and Esrel, which, I hesitate to use the word technology here, but which technology do you believe to be superior? Yours? Or the Borgs. Are you speaking of my replicative, our replicative capabilities? Yes. We are able to replicate anything that we can find. Could you co-opt or replicate a the, the Borg ship? Without then becoming Borg. I do not know, Commander. I do not believe it has ever been tried. My my only thought there is their ability to build is prodigious. It might be easier to build something using their technology as opposed to attempting to replicate Asia. Though I could be incorrect. So you think it may be of use to send some of us onto the Borg vessel? replicate it however I'm not, I'm not certain it's more of a pie in the sky idea I this think. is something that we would have to consider especially the ramifications if if by the replication we are then discovered or by the Borg collective this would become an issue if the Borg ship that we are replicating becomes aware of us and attempts to assimilate us this is also an issue understood both it of is those not are an idea things. without merit however i am not i'm not convinced of its feasibility perhaps it should not be our first choice indeed it's about that time that uh, you get a hail from the Aegir, and it's captain axelin Roos here. Well, how you doing over there, number one? Uh, everything going well? Uh, we've just been kind of spinning our wheels here. Uh, let me tell you, though, that Andorian chocolate milk, uh, really enjoying it. It's, uh, it's a real pleasure to be able to sit in the bridge in the big old comfy command chair and just have a, have a nice cool drink. In fact, it reminds me of the time, and the captain goes off on a monologue, which you can interrupt. I'm glad you're enjoying yourself, sir. I believe... We are, there are things we should discuss. We need to return to the ship shortly, but not immediately. Very good. We'll uh, keep the transporters hot and ready for you. Thank you, sir. Roos out. Roos sighs visibly. He waited a little bit before he before he stopped the captain's uh, monologue. That showed great restraint, Commander. 
It's about the only restraint I've shown on this mission, Commander. It is a good exercise. You will have your restraint returned to you in no time, I believe. I'd like to put the captain in restraints, or at least his mouth. That may... Pretend you didn't hear that. It would at least be found amusing by some of the staff, I believe. Is there anything to be gained here, or is it decision and discussion time aboard Aegir? At this point, Commander, I believe it is the time to make a decision. I do not, I do not think that there is any more information that can be garnered here. Not any pertinent, that is. To confirm, Computer, there are no imminent failures expected. We have time to deliberate and discuss. You have approximately 10,000 years. As I said. Time. Roost Aja. Aja here. Beam us aboard, please. And as you beam away, back to the age here. So we're going to take our five to ten minute break. We'll be back shortly, everybody. Stick around. Hello and welcome back to part two of session seven of Star Trek age here, where after basically coordinating and getting advice and scanning and giving things very important things to a uh, quote-unquote civilization 5 computer the players and the away team have returned to the Aegir where Roos has just finished giving the briefing to the captain of all the different options that can be done in regards to either repairing the station that's maintaining the black hole star in sealing the node in going to get more silver blood all the options that have been presented thus far are presented to the captain and it's at this point that, Roos, as you're going over everything with the captain, that the captain quite literally just wonks out at, at his desk. Like, full-on, like, and this might be ageist of me, but full-on, like, grandpa in rocking chair, you know, just instantly just snoring and everything. Medical emergency in the ready room. Highlong appears about two minutes later, gives the captain a scan, and goes, Uh, well, Commander Roos, I have good news and bad news. Which would you like? Is the captain going to die? Oh, no. Do you want him to die? No. Okay, I just wanted to be clear on that. Uh, no, he quite literally has uh, been up for the last 72 hours. So he is in a uh, self-induced coma for a little bit. Understood. Could you have some orderlies? orderlies? Make sure. That Do you know who I am? And she literally like picks him up and throws her over, throws him over her shoulder. I got this. No, problem. I'm con I'm concerned about the morale. I I'm concerned about the the morale effect of you carrying the captain in a fireman's carry over your shoulder like a child. Actually, just let's just beam you to his quarters. It that, that could is. have a good effect on the morale. Ghost of Esral has a point. Yes, uh, I'll beam him directly to his quarters. Please. So Hylong, as she vanishes, oh, technically this means you're in full command, sir, until he recovers. Have fun. Whoosh. 
I think we need to go to the cargo bay. We go to the cargo bay where the main corrupted version of Astra is finally finishing with a uh, Zindi. I think it's Zindi. What is it? Aquatic primate. I think primate's the last one in alphabetical sequence, I think. Uh, so she finally finished with Zindi primate and goes, Ah, Commander Roos, I've just finished giving the Silver Blood a comprehensive species overview using the computer database. Did you talk about the Zindi's um, notable culinary tendencies? Uh, yes, I did note that apparently you are never supposed to allow the Zindi to cook you anything unless you wish to have gastrointestinal distress. Always important to cover the essentials. Indeed, sir. Vecten, I think you should probably... I don't know how to open this discussion with your people. Very well. Vectan uh, turns to the the tub and everyone else. Um, and using both words and the sort of telepathy that uh, the Silverblood can use to communicate with each other, he's to not compel the ones that are not in um, physical form, in like humanoid form to uh, have to form hearing apparatus to engage in this. Um, there are several options that have been brought before us and us as a species particularly. This, this vessel has, as we have been observing with our screen here, has observed a black hole star that will, in a significant amount of time, but a decreasing period of time nonetheless, explode and destroy a rather large swath of space. It is possible for us to mitigate this by repairing the facility with our mimetic capabilities. However, it would require most of us. I am not prepared to make that decision for us to do that. While it would benefit this section of the galaxy, it would afford us as a colony very little benefit. Alternatively, there is a way to shut down this facility where we could work together with the crew of this starship to have a few individuals remain behind to shut it down and mitigate the destruction. There is also another option, which I myself find more attractive, but I leave it to you to discuss amongst yourselves um, for all of us to discuss together, I suppose, and then make our decision with the Starfleet commander here, is we have located um, another colony of our people on a planet that is not too far from here. We are capable of retrieving those people and bringing them here so that we may have a larger society and also repair the facility and live here in more than unsubstantial comfort. The only drawback to this particular option is that a Borg sphere is nearby, which, as we know, does not end well for most biological species. 
I myself lean towards this third option, but I leave it to the rest of us to make this decision, as this involves each and every individual here, regardless of which course of action we make. And I'm just trying to think about how to gauge the reaction of the crowd here in a fair Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Let me do this. Um, out of character, which option do you guys as players most want to do at this point? Oh, more silver buds. That's that. That is both in and out of character. What what uh, I and uh, Roos want. Okay. Being you, alone you? is horrifying. Yeah. What about you, Peter? What are you thinking? Um, in character, obviously stated, Vec two is leaning exceptionally hard towards uh, option three. Um, out of character, I'm also leaning for option three because it allows for more. Um, messing with the facility at a later point if we so desire um also more silver bloods less yeah. uh potential for killing them off mm-hmm. so and yeah jeff what about you what are you thinking i'm thinking option three as well okay in that case i think uh through group consensus both in and out of character the overwhelming response is going to be that the silver blood present on the ship would prefer option three Commander, we have seemed to come to a consensus, and I am being permitted to speak on the behalf of the rest of my people. Understood. Please speak. It is the consensus of the Silverblood that we should go to the planet that is currently occupied by the other Silverbloods, retrieve them, and return to this facility to make it our own home. Understood. Please thank your people on my behalf and that of Starfleet for your consideration. Of course. Let us prepare. So let's end a logistics here, just that we're all on the same page. <laughs> Are you going to be warping the five light years to the system? Are you going to be spore driving? I think those are your only two options because you can't really impulse that far. Um, not usefully. Yeah, yeah, not usefully. Yeah, you might get there by the I time mean, the sun explodes. I mean, unless we can literally use the station to throw us there. Nah, I mean the station it might be a level five, but you know I, I gotta let you warp around a little bit, otherwise what's the point? And we gotta yeah. get back too. Mm-hmm. I th- I would actually ask. Uh, I would I would hunt down Esril to find out the, the condition of the spore drive. Okay. Real Esril this time. Alright, so where is real Esril or Esril Prime right now? Holy crap, we haven't seen him in forever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he'd be, if he had an opportunity, he'd be with the spores. Alright. Then, yeah, I, I'd go to the spore chamber first. Alright. Esril, what music is playing right now? Because I think we've established that you always okay. have music playing for the spores. <laughs> this is an easy one. Soundgarden. Okay. All right. Black Hole Sun. Okay. On Fair loop. Enough. I award you one momentum for fine taste. <laughs> and you walk in and Esriel's talking to the spores. You know, you guys gotta get busy and we need more of you. You know, there's other ones up of you out there in the wild. We might be able to find some of those, but I believe that Black Hole Sun might not be the best song to get busy to, Lieutenant. 
Yeah, and he comes around on the other side of the table. Uh, sir, I didn't know you had returned yet. I am full of surprises. I, 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 I can see. Um, is your hand bandaged? Yes. Would you? And I, obviously, there's a look on your face of don't even ask me about the hand um sir um I don't see you in the sport boardroom that often it's not necessarily my domain and not anything i particularly understand but i'm here looking for you what can i do to help what is the condition of the sport drive the drive itself is is fine and it's... the sport population we were going good and I don't know where we are currently though have they increased since the last go around out of character a little bit but unfortunately since the main version of Astra isn't connected anymore you don't get a fine percentage number Astra was a big help in helping keep track of you can't really count these little buggers they're and she was just really good at being able to give a good accurate count volume wise they look like there's more of them they are active though how many jumps and how far would you like to roll and how quickly I would like to roll I'd be looking for the n- number of jumps before we totally de- depleted a totally depleted and then a number where we a bare minimum we need to hold basically bingo and winchester calculations i got you i got you all right so this is going to be on your part a insight and con because this is a con system here um, even though Astra is offline, I will permit you to get an assist from the Aegir at a computer's plus con. Um, I am going to tell you, though, that the difficulty will be a four here. And by my count, you are at one momentum. Okay. Um, seeing as we're kind of a new scene for Astral Prime, haven't been around for a while, he'd have his determination back? He would. In fact, I think uh, if I remember watching last uh, last times, you didn't actually spend your determination. The last last go around. Chat. We have, we oh. now have two momentum. Okay, perfect, perfect. So let's pop my determination of I'm a fun guy. <laughs> yeah, that applies. Major will assist you. And then do you want to spend the two momentum for a third die? Oh, yes. Okay. Momentum gone, perform task, using focus. And that allow me to use cautious con. Mm-hmm. Ship assist, so we're already at three. So using focus with um, spore whisperer as a focus. Definitely applies. And determination. All right, oh, well, yeah. that is a grand total of four successes, which is what you need. Now, do you Did want you to re-roll it? any of those? Yeah. Let's see. Could re-roll the 
the two that didn't. Uh... Oh, remember, it's cautious. Con only gives the one. So. Right. Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Never mind. So we'll reroll one. Crit fish when you can. Oh, if you roll a complication, I'm just gonna bust a gun. I know. So you know. All right. Well, you kept the 19. Apparently, really wanted to be a 19. So here's what you know. Um, you can perform eight more spore jumps in rapid fashion before you are at bare minimum population. If you want to push past the red line into, you could do ten jumps, but you might not have enough spores to do another. 10 is the absolute maximum you can do. So 8 if you want to get to the bare minimum, 10 if you want to no longer have spores. Roger. Um, so, sir, we can do 8 and still have a viable population that we can continue to grow from, or 10. And range is immaterial other than our Correct. navigational ability is limited. That's where we're wonky. That was a term I heard the captain use. I assume it's it a technical term. It seems appropriate. And I'm going to roll into that potential real quick. Nope. No help. All right. I think we're going to. We're going to use the drive? We will use the drive to leave. Actually, actually, no, we can't use the drive to leave. Because I don't know that the Silverbloods, he is mumbling to himself as he walks out of the spore chamber. Thank you, Lieutenant. And then as the door closes, when Exo leaves. Hesfield turns to the spores. You hear that, guys? Get ready for action. And we turn the music to, I don't know. Chat, you got a good song? I mean, I got one. What do you got? Uh, I was going to say Ready to Die or Danger Zone. Yep, Danger Zone. There's Danger Zone. Perfect. Yep, it got suggested in chat, so there we go. (laughs) There you go. Yeah, I think Danger Zone is what's going to be. My only concern, though, what 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 I was mumbling to myself is, I don't know if the Silverbloods can replicate spores. No, I would so, say you add a character immediately. Mm-hmm. Silverblood cannot do the spores. The spores are very special for a reason. My the my 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 worry is that if we spore out, then. We'll be leaving a copy of Ager, only worse, trying to escape. Again, assuming you don't just stuff the silver blood into a big old petroleum tank, yeah. Also, I will point out, there's nothing saying you have to take all 10,000. You could leave some. All of them might not want to come, too. Also a fair point. How many would it take to replicate Aegir and how long? So I would go to the cargo bay and find uh, find me a find me a Vectan. Mm-hmm. And get a number. Um, yes. I think we're going to keep it nebulous because I don't want to actually do math. No, absolutely. Um, 
I think it's going to be one of those things where if it takes 49 more or less to repair a class five civilization, um, we're going to say it's probably like 20 or f- 20 to 40 to make a full A-year class mm-hmm. ship. It didn't take that long to generate a Proxima. So, yeah, I mean, I guess this is reasonable as long as we can defend them. Mm-hmm. Now, I did so, send you a message back in uh, in Discord if you didn't catch it already. Thank you. Now, the, the trade-off to that is it's going to take... Well, let me ask, do you want to do what I've proposed in Discord before we reveal it? Yeah, I was actually thinking of something very similar. Spore in and, um, you know, it, it's it's the kind of thing that, that, that I would have dreamed of, you know, years ago. Mm-hmm. So, yes. So why don't you reveal what you're thinking to the audience and to uh, Peter and Jeff here so that we're all on the same page? Okay, so senior staff to the senior staff to the ready room. We shift to the ready room. Are you including the silver blood versions? I need to. Yes. Okay. At least, at least the Vectan. Okay. The Roos or the the um, the Estral can come to you, since you've been hanging out. Do you want both Astras there? Yes. Okay. Both Astras are present. I have a potential plan. As you might be able to guess, it's very, shall we say, tactical. I would expect nothing less. That's what I get for saying that earlier. I would like to, and he'll bring up a diagram on the on the uh, on the display. I plan on. I anticipate the board craft to be here, and he'll dot it on the map. I plan on jumping Aegir here, using the Spore Drive. As close as we can, as quickly as we can, and I plan on immediately bringing the Spinal Lance to bear as well as the ship's secondary weapons. If we can disable or destroy it in a, in a first strike, will be in a much better position to rescue the other Silverbloods. What are your thoughts? Uncorrupted Astra raises a hand. Sir, uh, I might not have full access to the Aegir systems, but I can still run off the Proximus computer you're basically attempting what I believe is either known as the Lorca Maneuver or whatever the Discovery called it back then. Some of those records are still classified, but you're suggesting we spore in, fire torpedoes in the Spinal Lance, spore to a new location, fire them again, and repeat this how many times? Hopefully as many as is necessary. I see. We have a limited number of attempts. How many attempts do you think it would take? Seven, eight, if we're lucky. If the Borg adapt, that's going to throw a wrench into the plans, though. Having been one, do I think there's a way we can interfere with their ability to adapt? If you had a certain node, yeah. Yeah, but I don't. 
Uh, Vec 2 is going to gesture that he wishes to speak. Commander, may I suggest a addendum? By all means. If we were able to convince some of the silver blood on the planet to replicate the Aegir, we would have two vessels. The second one would not be able to engage in the jumping, but it would at least be able to assist in the destructive capacity. That's quite a sacrifice. And as for were destroyed. As for asked, how long would it take you to replicate in Ager? And he gives that vague indefinite number. <laughs> and that vague indefinite number basically means that if the Borg find you within a span of, let's say, a day, day and a half, um, you've got a half-completed Ager and an Ager that has to be on the planet to be replicated. Can the silver blood be transported? Well, we, yeah, they can. We just send you to the um, to the facility. What about we spore in, trans, transport a silver blood landing party on the planet so they can talk to the silver bloods, and then we spore out, come back in a day or two. Would they, the Borg be able to detect the transport? we do it on the opposite side of the planet? Astra speaks up and says, I don't believe so, but I would point out that out of our two of eight jumps, that would be three or four to get there and back. We could also spore in, execute the transport, or warp in, execute the transport, and warp out hoping that they would follow us. I don't like that answer, but it would. Well, and then we could drag them away. Then we just do a spore to somewhere else and they lose us. Oh, wait, we would need to, the, 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 the problem is we would need to be there in order to be replicated. What if we gave them we would need to be on the planet, a tricorder with specs of a, another type of ship. I would say add a character, no gaming the system like that. Because even though we do see Voyager itself be replicated in Voyager, my understanding is because that's because the Voyager did land on the planet for that to okay. happen. Yeah, they so. were able to physically come into contact with it. Correct. I mean, yeah, they. The, the, the only way to really do that would be to land ships to land shipyard scale replicators and transporters and then allow them to replicate the ship the the replicators and transporters to actually build a ship yep well, that's the only way they could do it from blueprints now uh Roos, as all this is going on i'm looking at your values here if you tell everybody what you've told me in private I will let you tap your value if there's a path to redemption, and I will give you a point of determination. He is concerned that that would undermine his ability to command the ship. 
he might he might bring up the second part but not necessarily the first part not to everyone he would tell that to the captain he might tell it to astra but not to the whole crew because it would be the telling would be later when he could submit himself you know the telling would be later not now I tell you what, as long as you promise me to, to actually tell the captain and Astra later, I will give you your point of determination now. But you gotta tell him gotta tell him next session if possible. On camera. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. But yeah, what uh what do you guys want to do in terms of plans at this point? Regardless of what we do, I would like to see if some silver blood would um would volunteer to make Oh, actually, no. I just need to. I just need to transport one, right? Or or more to the planet. I, I don't want the ones on the planet to be completely unaware of what's going on, mm-hmm. in case we are destroyed. Technically, they are within the blast radius of the black hole star, so you know. Oh, and I would want them to know that the that the uh, you know the. Um, the facility exists, so if they do manage to somehow catch a ride, they could repair it on their own time. Yeah, yeah. There's no sense in in dooming, you know, a good chunk of a species just because we die. Let's go down the line, uh, Jeff. What are you thinking? What are you What are you angling for at the moment? like the idea of the jumping the sporing in and doing the spinal lance shots and repeating that it's to me it's just going to take way too long for them to replicate a, a ship or even multiple smaller ships and then if we don't move that Borg sphere it's just going to follow them especially if they don't have the spore drive Peter, what are you thinking? I'm kind of leaning in that direction. As cool as it would be to have two age years blasting a Borg cube, Borg sphere, I don't think we have the time to do it. Not practically, anyway. And then, yeah, uh, Jeremy, what what are you thinking? I don't think we have enough time to replicate age year right now. We've got to take care of that Borg cube. Or, sorry, the Borg sphere, not cube. I mean, I'm happy to upgrade it to a cube if you want. No, I'd, I'd rather not die. <laughs> I got the if possible. <laughs> oh God! So it sounds like we are going to do what they did in Discovery, and basically, mm-hmm. I think it's called the Lorca maneuver. I think it is. Somebody who's watched Discovery, correct me on that. Um, but yeah, it sounds like we're about to do a little bit of an alpha strike on the Borg sphere. Right. I mean, I would like to. I would like to add another another spice if I could. Sure. Since we have a little bit of time, I would like to um, I would like to launch tetrionic some of our tetrionic torpedoes from extreme like extreme extreme range mm-hmm. in kind of a in in almost a naval in almost a a mine type version of a time on target barrage mm-hmm. so that their shields are impacted just as we're firing the lance. Okay. Multiple with the torpedoes coming from multiple locations, but sent such that they would all hit the Borg at the same time, 
and hopefully take down their shields significantly so that we can use the lance to better of a, to, to better effect. Okay. Does that is that even doable? It is. It's just going to be difficult because as I'm pulling up the rules for uh, a Borg sphere, because I had a feeling we might be debating them, mm-hmm. or not debating, we might be fighting them today. Um, here's what I'll tell you. The Borg sphere is definitely killable. It's not the worst thing out there. But the more weapons you use, the more chance that they adapt to that type of weapon. Um, So it's one of those things where every time they are damaged, and this is just a universal Borg thing, Mm. is that every time they are damaged by a type of weapon, I basically roll a challenge die. And depending on what that challenge die rolls, they can adapt to it. Now, you can spend the time to remodulate to a different frequency and make Mm -hmm. it available again, but it is something that obviously takes time away from your jumping around. Um, Now, that said, I don't want this to be a let's roll difficulty fours, difficulty fives, six Mm -hmm. times in a row because we don't have momentum or time for that. So what I will say is that if you want to do this torpedo and spinal lance thing... Um, Mm -hmm. I will say that we will do two major roles. The first will be the spore drive jumps, um, in which uh, we will, of course, have Esral do the... um, We'll do the whole spore drive thing because we got to do medicine rolls, we got to do daring rolls and con rolls, etc., etc. That'll be all at difficulty five. And then the tactical rolls will be at a difficulty of five as well. Um... And if you succeed on that, we'll then debate of how many times you want to uh, alpha strike the Borg sphere, if that makes sense. All right. So here is uh, what you are dealing with here. And I'll tell you this out of character so that we're all on the same page. The Borg Sphere is a scale 7, which means the magic number to disable or destroy the Borg ship, you need 8 breaches. So that is either damage over their shields, 5 or more damage in a single blow with high yield. Um, so that the magic number is 8 here. And again, you have a limit of 8 jumps of your Spore Drive. And what I'm going to say is that as long as you're alpha striking, the Borg sphere can only remod or adapt. It can't fire back because of how quickly you're jumping in and out, if that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. So it's very much uh, either this works or you're in trouble. Now, if you're okay with that, we can start rolling. But I wanted to make sure everybody was on the same page before we continued. I think we need to have... I, I, I... What's everyone's thoughts? We, um, we're all tired, let's say, based on our momentum total. We're kind of on our heels. Well, it is, we do have time, technically. And I am, ex- and, and uh, I at least am extremely determined. Wait a second, there's a first officer thing you can do. Hold on, let me look it up. Because I want to say, as first officer, you can do something with your determination. You've got two of them at the moment. Let me, 
Let me yeah, confirm that I just don't remember what it is. I think it's... From... Go ahead. For spore jump drives? With that insight medicine? Yeah, I think we don't need to do the insight medicine because we've been handling that in the narrative. So it's really only the daring con and everything else that we would need to do. Uh, Let me see if I can find the rules on this real quick because i got to find it in the Klingon book. Uh, Let me see. Uh, I think it's under character development, maybe? Nope, further back. Uh, No, don't want engineering. Uh, Here we go. First officer. Uh, when a parator... Okay, so it's actually not like the captains where the captain points and says, here, have my determination. Um, mm-hmm. And just so we know this for the future thing. So, Roos, you can point at somebody, and whenever they spend their determination, you can spend three momentum to re- let them regain that determination. Okay. Just so that we know that for the future. But yeah, um, I'm also looking at the time here we have tonight. Do we want to make this a three-parter where you guys take the 72 hours to wait for the captain to wake up again, maybe rest, recuperate, plan out your attack? Do you want to do that instead? Or do we want to push for blowing up the sphere potentially tonight? Well, it is some timing that has to happen between the the sporing in, the shooting, the sporing out, so that'd be Estrell and Joy trying to sync up and well, make sure everything's out. in <laughs> everything they have a rhythm going I look forward to a very close working relationship sir what's an episode without Joy <laughs> joyless <laughs> I'm not proud of that I'm sorry <laughs> no don't be that was great Roos would not want to wait, but he also would want to give us the best opportunity. You know, he would be running the cost benefit in his head about um, what is the what gives us the, the greatest likelihood of success. Where is that? You know, where do those lines cross? I would say that uh, taking some time would be good, but just know that in order to pull this plan off next time, remember you got to tell the captain why you know what you know about the Borg sphere. Mm. hopefully after the combat nope it's gonna have to happen before the combat because I'm evil like that what the E and ELH stands for Mm -hmm. it's not the emergency logistics hologram it's the evil logistics hologram (laughs) so what do you think guys do we want to enter into a combat now or later I, I don't would. know. Chat might be getting wait. tired. <laughs> Chat getting tired? No. Never. No, they're just waiting for cooldowns at this point. Oh, well then. Good night, Chat. <laughs> <laughs> Let's cool down for good moments. Uh, out of In character, case, I think it might be a good idea to let the captain come back so we have the benefit of his capability during combat. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. Because without that, I mean, we can work around it, but it would be a, a boon. Um, also, it's it's a, it's a kind of a climactic battle. It, I, I would feel bad not including the captain. I mean, it'd be a great story, 
out of character yeah so we took the ship into a major combat against the borg with uh you know the the future of an entire species and this entire sector at stake you know nothing major and i slept through it all chemical reaction between endorian chocolate milk and a warp core yeah that warp core breach did not mix well with the chocolate milk. No. <clears throat> Let's do that then, because I think in order to pull off the rolling, I think your best chance of success is winning for the captain. So we're going to make yep. this a three-parter, which is interesting because we haven't had one of those yet. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, in that case, uh, Twitch stick around because we're going to raid somebody, but YouTube will be back for part three next week, hopefully. Stay tuned. We'll see you later, YouTube. Bye-bye.